This is the Go Radio Football Show. Call 0808 17 17 700. Let's go. And this is Paul Cooney back after a couple of weeks break with the Go Radio Football Show. And with us, well, who else to come back with but two Scottish Cup winners. In the green and white, in those days, it was Andy Walker. Andy, welcome back. Great to be back. Looking forward to getting back in amongst the football again. And just about 10 yards away from you, although I think he's only six or seven, no change, it's Craig Moore. Craig, great to see you. Yeah, and brilliant to be back. Really looking forward to the football transfer talk. Back to football. Love it. Not many done deals, just looking as the countdown is on. I think it's been the same right across uh, the UK, certainly. It's not been... I mean, this time last year, remember, there was 800-odd million spent in England. I know that's different, Andy. Obviously, yeah. Celtic have got a big signing this week, though. £3 million. Nicholas Kuhn, who uh, checked in yesterday and he's in all the papers today. What do we know about the former Rapid Vienna winger? Well, we just know what everyone is talking about. The fact that he's got a bit of pace, he's, uh, he's got an eye for goal, he's got a bit of skill. I've got to say, it's not the position that I thought Celtic would look mm-hmm. to strengthen first maybe maybe someone is going to leave that plays in that position but um, you're right it's been so far it's been an underwhelming uh, window and I, I say that for, for England as well it, it seems as though everybody's going to wait until the, the 11th hour to try and get the deals done Craig you work in broadcasting but also in doing deals as yeah. well you've been uh, across the globe in the mm. last couple of weeks are you surprised it's been a bit quieter and that your old club at Rangers still business to come yeah. everyone's still talking about Lon Shankland is he going to come? I would like to see him but uh, yeah. at Rangers uh, that's for sure but look now traditionally it's a it's a quiet window Paul, and, and it's, it's proven to be so so far uh, although I'm pretty sure both Rangers and Celtic will uh, have further news in the in the coming weeks. But uh, look, the window, I guess now I've got a bit of experience in as well and in the middle of a few things myself and they don't, they don't happen quickly, unfortunately. So we're, we're kind of ears are open looking for what's coming next. Looking forward to the weekend when it's the Scottish Cup that, of course, as we know, Rangers in action on Saturday uh, down at uh, the Rock against Dumbarton. And I see Conor Gallagher has gone from or Lennon has gone from St Mirren that's just breaking news Andy yeah. um, Neil yeah, Lennon's Neil Lennon's just gone over. And it, yeah. it must be a good move for him if, he, if he's going to get a game at Dumbarton that's exactly what he needs uh, at that stage for Rangers Dumbarton you would expect Rangers you know desperate to get a second cup they've got the first cup in the league cup um, could there be a banana skin there this weekend look I, I don't think so, Paul, but at the same time, it doesn't matter who you play. You must give uh, the team respect. I mean, what a, what a wonderful uh, occasion it's going to be for Dumbarton. Um, so, look, their boys are no doubt going to go and in, enjoy that occasion. And, look, Rangers need to be professional. You need to make sure that you get the right team out there, you start in the right manner. Otherwise, we've seen cup ties in terms of, you say, a banana skin. Uh, the result that you don't expect to see uh, can, can easily happen. And Bucky Thistle coming to town on Sunday for the game yeah. with Celtic. And Andy, we've put up on our socials that you played in this game in 1989 uh, at the well, club centenary. I got a lovely club. picture sent to me this yeah. morning from my old teammate Derek White, who now lives in Dubai. Yeah, yeah. And he sent me a picture of the the last time I think these two clubs met. It was actually Bucky's centenary year in 1989. And I do remember uh, Billy McNeil taking a, a pretty strong squad up north. We played Bucky. I think we played uh, Peterhead, uh, maybe one other. But there's a, a lovely snap uh, that Derek sent me when, um, when we went up there to celebrate their centenary. And they, of course, play in the hoops. I, I, I can't see them playing in the hoops at uh, the weekend. Celtic are the home side, of course. But 
It seems honestly, it seems a lifetime ago. That's what I was going to say. Nineteen eighty-nine. Yeah. How, how old are you now? <laughs> <laughs> still youthful looking. Still got all the still hair. Still look good, you. mate. Yeah. You still yeah. look good. If you look want better to... than you, anyway. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you want to speak to Craig Moore or Andy Walker, we're here. We're back. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. You can give us a call or you can join us on the socials at Go Football Show, or you can WhatsApp us on that number as well. Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Hard to believe it's the eighteenth of January already. So the window is counting down towards the end of the window. A few more signings, we reckon, uh, from both the big two. Celtic, what, eight points well, clear? You um, had, two games w- when Rangers. you look back to what Brendan Rodgers was saying about getting three or four players in, you would imagine that, um, I mean, maybe Craig knows more than, than most, having had to try and get some deals over the line. A lot of people just hang off until the last minute. There's maybe still some negotiating taking place, but... Uh, I would certainly imagine both Celtic and Rangers doing a bit more business between now and the the end of the month. Uh, look, I, I think Celtic. I think the obvious ones uh, are, are probably a, a striker, um, a left fullback. Um, the goalkeeper situation might be something that they look at next season. Um, That's probably for the summertime, isn't yeah, it? Probably. Yeah, yeah, I would think so. And then you look at you know uh, Rangers. Uh, I think again, left fullback is an area yeah. for sure. Uh, Although Yilmaz was on the other night Yeah but Barisic's yeah. contract's up yeah. So they will look to strengthen there uh, Maybe a midfield position mm-hmm. Central areas Potentially a winger But they've brought in a striker in silver mm-hmm. And I've seen uh, the first half uh, Against Copenhagen Paul And um, obviously he, he comes with a, with a, a good pedigree um, Do you think he's a goal scorer or just a forward player? I, I would have liked to have seen a fox in the box type of player. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he seemed to it, certainly in the game against Copenhagen. Um, when he gets starved of the ball, he goes searching for it, Andy. Mm-hmm. Uh, and therefore, you know, the wingers are really, really important then because you still must have people running in behind. Concern would be that then when you get into those good areas, is he in the box? Um, and for me, Shankland, I, I, I keep coming back to Shankland. There must be a reason why that's not happened, but. He he is going to score goals. There's no risk for me in that. So, look, the test for Rangers is have they brought in a striker that can score the amount of goals that's going to go and challenge for the title? We'll see. Mm-hmm. Jimmy's been on, a Rangers fan, saying, but Shankland, if he played in the Cup for Hearts at the weekend, he could be cup-tied. So could there be movement in the next 72 hours? 48 hours? A- anything can happen in this window. <laughs> yeah. But again, the, the noise coming out of... Um, out of hearts is obviously they want to break the bank to, to try and keep him. So look, I mean, I don't, I don't imagine it's just Rangers or Celtic potentially sniffing about Shankland. I would imagine there would be some Hearts. English clubs. Mm-hmm. Well, Hearts not only have ambitions of finishing third. I'm sure yeah. they're the type of club who have ambitions uh, of winning the cup. I mean, yeah. the the draw uh, has given them Spartans mm-hmm. away. It's a great tie for mm-hmm. them. It's pretty local, but. You know they've they've won the cup in recent years. They must feel with the luck of the draw they can go far again. But surely breaking the bank at Tynecastle um, can't compare with trying to break the bank at Ibrox. Rangers can afford them. Surely, you know the yep. money for him is it's not going to be a a crazy amount at all. No, no, it's you're, doable. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, I've got no argument against that, Paul. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Money money can be matched yeah. or, or or paid more elsewhere. Uh, the only question mark I, 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 I can see really is because he's, I think he's 28 mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of clubs do look on uh, you know, the potential on sale uh, of the player. 
Hellas Verona have joined the fellow Italian clubs Genoa and Lecce. They're looking at a move for Gustav Lagabielka, Celtic defender that um, he scored an important goal a few weeks ago, but he's not going to feature Andy Lewis, well, so he'll be away. You mentioned that goal that yeah. he scored, and I thought that might be the moment where he was able to kickstart his Celtic career, but clearly uh, Brendan Rodgers doesn't fancy him. You wonder whether he was involved in bringing him to the club in the in the first place, but um, that again is a position where you would expect Celtic to make uh, a signing before the month is out. And uh, open for transfer as well as Bernabe. Has he got a future? You wouldn't have thought so. And a few others who could be on the way out. But it's quiet at the moment. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of players that uh, don't get a lot of first team action. You mm. would you wouldn't be surprised to see them go. Uh, Bernabe would be one of them. Maybe James McCarthy another. There's a yeah. few others on the on that type of list. But I think the the most important business is who Celtic are going to bring in. I agree mm. with Craig. They need to. They need to get a striker. You can't take the chance that uh, Kyogo will be fit from now till the end of the season. There's a potential for injury. And if he's not playing, Celtic are short up front. Craig, you saw a bit of Rangers against Copenhagen 2-2 the other night. Um, any word from Lamanga how that went, the training? And why would you want to go with the sunshine when it's minus six, well, seven why, why, why would you? Why would you? <laughs> Looks yeah. like a good move. Nah, look, yeah. it seemed to have been, a, a, again, a, a worthwhile trip for the manager and his players to get to know his players even more, it wasn't um, an easy camp, so so to speak. They, they they put in a lot of hard yards. Probably went into the couple of matches that they had slightly fatigued. Uh, it really was a, a mini pre-season break to to get his players in good order, uh, because you have to hit the ground running, uh, Paul. In terms of the, the the start of the of the games, Copenhagen game was okay. Uh, I know he was very pleased about the tempo and all that sort of stuff, uh, and the goals that they scored conceded a couple of set pieces. But at that stage, he'd made his kind of changes. Uh, some younger lads come on uh, for the experience. So uh, they'll be in a good position, but until they play the games and get the results, then uh, that's that's what it's all about. That's the only thing it's all about. Philippe Clement spoke to the media after the game the other night and he was asked, uh, any transfer activity? And we'll hear it in a moment or two. Just cranking it all up again here. Should be now. I get this question already a few times, but what is closer? So as long as uh, there's not a deal, you're not closer or farther away. So there are uh, some things close, but it needs to be finished. Being a bit intriguing there, giving nothing away. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking in riddles, not really. (laughs) Let's get a bit more. Yes, uh, everybody's aligned about that that we need uh, a few more in certain positions and uh, and everybody in the club who is involved in that is working day and night about that, I know. We are a lot in contact. It's been really busy with those things, but until a signature is, is set by three parties, players, we and the other team, until that is not done, it's not done. So uh, I'm waiting and uh, and I'm focused on the players who are here. Beside all the talks uh, that we have with with uh, with other players and looking at other players, so that's my job to do in January. That's why for every manager, when it's the first of February, uh, we are always very happy that this hectic period can, can stop. Andy, it's been remarkable what he's got out of the squad who underperformed under Michael Beale. Yeah, he's definitely made an improvement and uh, a lot of controversy around the the last game uh, from Rangers' point of view, but I do feel as though Celtic deserved to win that. And 
I, I don't know how much they've got to spend in this window and I'm sure he does want to bring players in but it seemed to me to be a big spend in the summer do they have yeah. that well you maybe don't spend as much in this window but you know to go and get Shankland I agree with Craig I, I think he's someone who's guaranteed to score his goals he, he knows this league really well he knows the players that he's up against with Rangers they, they would enjoy the line share of possession against most sides I would expect him to score goals. This is a massive title to play for. Uh, not not just the prestige of winning the title, but financially, it's a big one. And um, yeah, you would expect a lot more business. If you're talking about Celtic and Rangers, you would expect a lot more business to be done in the next couple of weeks. The thing is, Andy, and you, you'll appreciate this being a, a striker yourself. Like With Shanklin in particular, um, you know, being at Hearts being a proven goal scorer but there'll be games and there has been games where he hasn't had a lot to, to thrive off um, and he will get one chance and he'll score that for me is is, is is something that I think is so important especially when, I, you're, when you're chasing trophies yeah. I, I saw him a, a while back I did a game at Motherwell Motherwell Hearts he scored two that day one of them was a just a deft touch when the ball was in front of the goalkeeper he guided it to another position to get it into the back of the net the second one he ran through and went round the goalkeeper and he scores such a variety of goals. We all remember the goal he scored against Hibs. It was absolutely outstanding. I know he missed a, a penalty, penalty on that yeah. occasion. He missed one against Livingston, I think. But again, he came back for more and got a lovely goal with the outside of his foot against Livingston. He's the type of uh, guy that would that would score heavily. So, um, yeah, it just, I think he'll probably play for Hearts against Spartans this weekend. Right. So that would make him cup-tied. Hearts will want him. I mean, he is fit. Hearts will want uh, him to stay. They've obviously got ambitions of their own to to finish third, to try and make uh, inroads into the cup, go as far as they can, maybe even win it. So he'll play at the weekend. And Majofsky for Celtic. It hasn't moved on, but it could have done behind the scenes, Andy. Um, both clubs are quite tight these days. You don't hear, you hear lots of speculation, but yeah, most of it doesn't materialise. Keeping things close to their yeah. chest, even if you know there might be a lot going on, but yeah. you, you don't hear that things as Philip Clement was saying there. You know, nothing's close until you get the agreement of the player, the buying club and the selling club. I think but, the thing is with both those players, Paul, that we, we mentioned, they're tried and trusted yeah. locally. So it's, there's no risk. I mean, the, the risk is in terms of the, the outlay, the money and balance on the books. And I think still that both Rangers and Celtic are probably trying to manage exits um, that have maybe sort of like stopped, I guess, being really aggressive in the market. But Majofsky and Shankland, there is, for me, no risk because they've shown week in, week out here in Scotland that they can score goals. The but big difference between the clubs is that Celtic have got a surplus of money. Mm-hmm. They're swimming in money. Uh, I don't know what Rangers' position is, but they are not as flush as Celtic. So, you know, given that it's such a, an important title financially, uh, it would make sense to to get players in and make sure you get your number one targets. There's a bit of controversy since we last saw you, Craig. The, the big game, the old firm derby, the Glasgow derby. <laughs> Andy's been in and he's talked about it. It's amazing. I saw Scott Brown uh, last week and they were still talking about it. Um, Scottish Ghastly were promoting the Scottish Cup um, were you surprised that the controversy about the penalty that didn't happen I think it was the time it took didn't it to establish to to that the, there was an offside yeah it, to come to the what decision. was your take on it well, look, my, take, uh, my, my take again I try to stay clear of, of, of the individual incidents 
You look at, so over the course of the game, did Rangers do enough to, to, to come away with a draw or three points? I'd probably say no. Um, give themselves a little hint of a, of a chance with Tavernier's free kick towards the end of the match and, and a late push. But, but I think, again, the real test for Clement is he's done a great job. There's no doubt about that. He's rebuilt a squad, I think, mentally and made them more resilient and have stayed together. Have they played brilliant? No. Um, but he's managed to get them on a, on a good run and a good level in terms of confidence. But unfortunately, that game is is the one that I personally going into that game, Andy. I didn't, I couldn't see Rangers losing the match. Um, but they they've come up short in a in a really important match. So you look at this title race. I know points are lost elsewhere, Paul. I get that. But the confidence in terms of being able to to beat your rival, um, or certainly not lose those kind of matches, is key. Um, and and the importance now of both teams coming back and how they start uh, is really really important. But at the moment, Rangers have got a, a they've got a, a job ahead of them. You know they do have games in advance, a couple of games, but points on the board. We always prefer to take points on the board. Uh, so look, it's it's going to be an interesting back half of the the season. There's no doubt about that. And that's roughly what Alan Hutton said, who was there as well. So you got the Celtic point of view from a former Celtic captain and uh, Alan Hutton, who, what a career he had yeah. as well. Um, it was actually good to meet both of them speaking about the game uh, and, and the season so far. I mean, the take is, Andy, so far Celtic haven't quite taken off yet, but yeah. it was a huge win to keep it at eight points. I know Rangers fans do feel, yeah. I hear lots of people saying, oh, there's two points in it. Well, they still, and they probably will win those games, but Celtic haven't been firing yet. I haven't looked at Rangers over the last number of years and thought, yeah, they could go to Celtic and win. I haven't thought that. I thought they could on this occasion because I, I, I think they've really improved under uh, Clement. They had some chances in the early part of the match. You know, Dessers missed a, maybe you'd call that a snip. I mean, get your get your shot away. Mm. Maybe another couple of promising ones where McCausland was, was running through. But obviously the big talking point is the, the penalty, whether it was given or not. J- just bizarre that it was offered uh, as, as an offside yeah. so so late because there's if if, uh, if the referee doesn't see it and then it goes to VAR and he very quickly thinks, well, he's not made a, an obvious error, yeah. whatever yeah. you think of that decision, there's just no need to, to show that he's, he's offside. And you, you might want to look at it, well, actually, maybe it's the first thing you should look at. Um, but I, honestly, I think the referees have got a cheek to ask for a wee bit more money uh, in terms of we'll, we'll, re- we'll yeah. release the VAR for you we'll yeah. release the audio mm. but give us more money if if the referees want to go and get more money by all means go and negotiate with the SFA get as much money as you can fill, fill your boots but don't don't belittle it by saying yeah. okay we'll give you the audio if you give us more money that uh, I, I didn't understand the, their take there I, I had again a big Debate, yeah. let's say. I was mm. going to say argument. Debate in, in Australia and all that sort of stuff uh, on the back of a really, really poor season when VAR was introduced. Mm. And it was like, well, we've got to, we've got to pay our referees more to go full time. And I'm thinking, yeah, I get that in terms of we want to become more professional and that sort of stuff. But, I mean, did you ever get a, a contract as a football player? Did you get more money for underperforming? <laughs> <laughs> Well, you're, you're, that's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. You're, you're rewarding failure. Yeah. If you know, there's so many decisions that have gone wrong, and uh, I, ju- I just found it a, a bizarre take from the referees, uh, whoever their spokesman is, that uh, we'll release the VAR all right, but give us more money. 
Adam has been on the socials at Go Football Show saying, Craig, yep, Rangers lost that game, but he feels they're getting closer. Mm. He thought they were going to win. How many signings are they away from winning? Is it is it two more players in this window? I'm going to be brutally honest. Yep. Right? We, we spoke a little bit earlier there how, how Celtic haven't been unbelievable this season. Nor have Rangers. Uh, Clermont has come and steadied the ship. I, I, I don't think we're looking at a, a fantastic Rangers and Celtic at this moment in time. Uh, but I do believe Rangers are potentially a striker away from from having a chance at winning the title. I mean, I mean, d- defensively they're 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 okay. Uh, you know, I, I, you need a little bit of luck. I mean, Tavs plays every single game. Uh, it's incredible. Um, but I, I think that since Clement's come in, he's steadied the ship even defensively. Mm-hmm. They've been a lot more organised. They haven't shifted as many goals. Uh, I only a striker. I think that Rangers are in with a, with a good chance. Celtic also. Uh, so the flip side of that because I like to give both arguments uh, Celtic with another striker in case anything were, were to happen to, to Kyogo uh, and potentially and I know it's not an attacking kind of position but I think that left fullback area um, could be an issue What do you think? Give us a call 0808 17 17 700 Craig Moore Paul Cooney and Andy Walker This is the Go Radio Football Show Listen anytime wherever you get your podcasts Let's go Let's go. It's the Go Radio Football Show Thursday evening edition. We are charging towards the weekend when it's the Scottish Cup, supported by Scottish Gas. Two guys with us who've won Scottish Cup medals. Andy, it was a special moment for you winning Scottish hey. Cup. Yeah, just one of those dreams that you have, and to be playing for Celtic in a winning Cup final team. Um, great memory. I agree. Nah, look, I mean, to, to, to go through a career and obviously lift trophies, Paul, uh, is something that every player wants to do. Um, I was also very fortunate to, to do that and, and cup final day whether it be the league cup or whether it be the Scottish cup they're, they're great days uh, and like I said some great memories winning some trophies always nice to look back on and Hamden it has its critics but cup final day must ah. be now it's got a good feel it's yeah. got a really good feel you know as a player you're going in and you know the big dressing rooms and the walk out onto the pitch of yeah. the national stadium and all that it's always been for me uh, a, a great spectacle and a stadium that I love playing at and of course we'll not go on and on about it but one of the stories in the past 24 hours has been getting the fans back for the derby but yes. uh, is it going to happen I don't think there's any great insight there's been there's a will I fear yeah. it'll be a token gesture I, I don't so. think you're ever going back to mm. seven, eight thousand. I don't think the clubs want it no do you think it's going to be maybe two and a half thousand or whatever Andy which that, that would be great yeah but my fear is it'll be a token gesture mm. of another I don't know seven or eight hundred yep. I'm going to go glass half full okay that I, I would love to I would love to see it hopefully they see sense because I think it's still with a game that is sold and watched all over the world, I, I think we need to have away supporters in there. We do. But it's not going to be the best derby in the world if we don't have away fans. Nope. It's just not the same atmosphere. Well, yeah. th- I'm sure we all watched uh, Newcastle oh. against Sunderland and just the, the sight of the black and white up against mm-hmm. the red and white, it's just the sheer colour of it, the, the edge to it, which um, uh, is always there. It worked for but Newcastle, I, didn't it? Sorry. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I just... With Celtic Rangers, honestly, yeah, I don't see it coming back anytime soon. You're exasperated. I thought you'd stop uh, speaking there, but you're. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you. Andrew. I just think so, it's yeah. dreadful, but um, yeah, yeah, that's what you're up against. Be great to have them back because at Hamden, your cup final was uh, it's fifty fifty, wasn't great. it? Yeah, yeah, that's the that's what you want a really good split and let all the corporate go on with it. But just to see the. Just to see the the, the two tribes, as it were, um, the colours. It's great. 
Let's hear from Celtic's newest signing who's been speaking. And he's been asked, Nicholas was asked, what's his best position? I think like like I played uh, at Rapid Vienna now, was most of the time on the right wing. But um, I'm also used to play on number 10, second striker or on the left side. For me, it doesn't really matter. You know a bit about him as well, Craig? Yeah, I do. I mean, look, he's a he's a well-educated player. Mm. You know, you come through the system at Ajax, uh, you then go on to, to, to Bayern. Okay, he's not gone on to that top, top level. And I think he, he kind of realised himself he needed to, to get himself somewhere where he was going to play. So his ongoing development. Um, so Celtic, again, have got, I think, a player at a, at, a, at a good stage of his career with something to prove, but really well-educated. Um so good business from Celtic. Uh, you know, this is a, a position and that the agent Christian Nerlinger, mm-hmm. course, former Ex-Rangers, Rangers player, yeah. ex Bayern yeah. Munich sporting director. Yeah, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I think Rangers potentially could be in 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 the market for for a winger, but Celtic have got themselves, a, I think, a, a good player. Well, again, it's the money. Celtic can afford that. He's, I, I don't know what this player is going to do, but by all accounts, he's got that reputation that Craig was uh, talking about there and. You will. I think the supporters will start to judge him immediately in comparison with even players of the recent years, Paddy Roberts, Scott Sinclair, mm-hmm. you know Dembele. If he's a, if he's getting some goals, uh, you know players like that. He looks a bit like Paddy Roberts when you look at the pictures Aye. in the papers. Aye, he's been speaking about his time um, at Ajax and at Bayern. Uh, I think at Ajax, I did uh, very good in the youth. We when I first arrived, uh, we won the second league. With with the second team, I trained the whole time with the first team. In youth league, I was uh, top scorer at that time, and yeah, I think I I had the chance to play, or I deserved it. But then we made the move to Bayern. There, after the first season, we also went champions with the with the second team and third league in Germany. Um, yeah. Then there were some private problems, so I made a, maybe a step back for the people who were just looking on where am I playing. But for me it was a good step, so I could put two steps forward now. He speaks well, Andy, doesn't he? Yeah, you, good English, yeah. Yeah, you would hope that Leila Bata isn't going to go. There's no indication that that would be the case. but Yeah, you hope not, because he's, I mean, just in a footballing sense, he's got so much to offer. He's the type of player that scores on the big occasion. Uh, he can develop further, I think, but mm. I have no idea what's going on in his personal life. He's got so many struggles with, with things at home. Uh, no idea how he, how he reacts to all that. He's also been speaking about um, how he's been talking with the manager, with Brendan Rodgers. So Nicholas Kuhn was speaking about this today. Yeah, we had some really good uh, um, yeah, meetings. We talked a lot, and uh, he told me what a great and big club this is. Of course, I knew Celtic before, and uh, I saw a lot about it, and also saw some games. Um, and yeah, he convinced me to to come here, and uh, everything he told me was uh, was really nice. And also I had some some appointments with him already here. Of course, the first training session today, and uh, yeah, it was it was for me it was clear at the moment. Celtic uh, called and uh, showed interest that that I want to come here. And he's got a friend in Glasgow, Danilo. 
And yeah, the, the yeah. Good, yeah, apparently good mates. Yeah, um, yeah look, again, he's got a, he's got an interesting profile, the boy. Uh, I say the boy, 24 years, years of age. But uh, again, we touch on Rangers, Celtic, signings, Andy, the character and how important it is to, to go into to, mm. to these big clubs and, and survive. Yeah, character. Uh, he's come thrive from, even yeah not, not just survive thrive. thrive so he's been at Ajax he's won he's been at Bayern Munich he's won I've not checked uh, the, the Rapid Vienna story but so he's come from again training with players that, that are winners yeah uh, so it's a good profile it is a really good profile who's at a, at a good age um you know, he'll be coming. He's flexible as well. He can play in, in two or three different Scot- positions. Scottish football is difficult. We've seen some, yeah. you know, big name players come here and, and struggle a bit. I, I, I remember playing alongside a German, Andy Tom. What I, a player I think, he was! What a player he! Well, he was so quick, oh. and he had a what a shot that he had mm-hmm. on him. Um, I'm trying to think. Was Andy Hinkle? Was he a German as well? Marvin yeah. Comper. Yeah. So, so guys, like that, it's not it's not a it's not a market that Celtic normally go to, but. Um, I, I, you you played against uh, Andy yeah. Tom a few times, eh? I, I was yeah young. I mean, it wasn't it was in squads and what sort of stuff. Yeah. He wasn't a, he wasn't a typical nine. He was more a ten, I think, yeah, but yeah, nine yeah, and a half. Yeah, he was. But low centre of gravity, um, explosive, yeah. and, 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 yeah. and could score could score goals. He was he was a good player. Here's his expectations coming to Glasgow. Yeah, I think there there were also some clubs at the past. They only accept place number one, so I'm I'm used to it and. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to what's coming, and of course, you want to win every game. It's different when you come to Glasgow playing for either Rangers or Celtic, uh, isn't it, Craig? Um, you mentioned they're not just surviving, thriving. Some people just don't make the step up. I mean, we would, you know, Andy would have seen it at Celtic. I've certainly seen it uh, at Rangers. Sometimes the jersey uh, is too heavy uh, for players, and and they struggle with the uh, the relentless pressure that that comes, you know, of. Um, Having to go and win every single game, and and not win by one, two, three goals. So that pressure, certain players thrive uh, in in that in that environment, and and there's others that do struggle. Let's hear a bit more from Philippe Clement, who's been speaking after the game the other night, and inevitably speaking about the transfer window. Is he frustrated uh, that things are taking, like most clubs, a bit longer this season? No, I know this period. It's nothing new. One of the reasons that I came to this club was because the talks with everybody inside the club who take decisions was really good. That uh, I would be involved in everything. Um, and that's the case. Uh, I hear every detail about every talk or everything that go that is uh, going uh, closer to signing or not. I know everything. I cannot ask for more. I know that everybody's working day and night. I see it also the hours that they call me or send me messages. So um, no, uh, I'm not frustrated. Uh, I want the best for the club. I want the best for the group. And I know everybody's working really hard for that. So if it's tomorrow or if it's the 31 of January, that's that's difficult because we don't control those things. We can only work really hard for that. He sounds calm about it, doesn't he, Craig? Yeah, look, at the end of the day, you've, you've got people uh, that are working away on things. Um, and, and like I said, they're not always straightforward. Well, a lot of time, most of the time, they're not straightforward. Uh, and you know, until you get that signature... Uh, then, then it's never done, and it can sort of like steer one way or the other. But uh, he's calm enough. He knows he's got his targets. Uh, hopefully, they can go and execute the business that they're looking to do in the window. He was asked, "What's the latest on Yilmaz?" I cannot respond on that because, uh, and not for any player who's here. 
I'm busy with one thing. Everybody who's here is a player of Rangers and uh, I commit fully with all the staff to get the best out of them. But for every player at Rangers, if there comes an offer that is not to be refused or it's a good thing for the club that moment, then we need to discuss it. For the moment, it's not the case. So Ritvan is here and he's uh, started the game also. We will see what uh, what's going to happen. It's also players need to show that they really want to be here next couple of months. So uh, we need to be prepared for everything, for every position also. If something happens, that uh, that we have solutions. So that is one position that we have two players. One is end of contract and another one, there's a lot of rumors around. So it's clear that we need to be ready for that position to, to have solutions. We cannot go on uh, in three competitions with one left fullback, that's clear, for example. And in other positions, it's the same. But within that, uh, um, you, there's a, the reality check, I think, for, for, for Scottish football is that every player is up for sale. Yeah. You know, there, there comes a stage when the, when the bigger clubs that are obviously financially uh, getting a lot more money are able to go and spend the, the, the amounts that, that we can't spend up here. So every player has a price. Um, you know, in regards to the, the, the left fullback situation, though, it's, it's, it's fairly clear that with a player looking to, to depart Rangers, uh, with a player that there has been speculation around uh, potentially Italy or a turner back home to Turkey, Rangers need to get a left fullback, absolutely. I mean, every manager will tell you on the 1st of February they want to be happier than they were on the 1st of January. It's a, it's a big month. It's it's pretty short. I mean, you need to do things quickly. Mm-hmm. You tend to think that, uh, you know, all the cards are held by the, the selling club because, you know, they, they don't need to get rid of uh, the player. They know that some teams are, are desperate to, uh, to strengthen. So you can only imagine that most of the business is going to be done in the last week or so. The thing is, as well, Paul, and and maybe like for the listeners and all that sort of stuff, you know, they think, oh, how come, how come, uh, you know, Rangers or Celtic, how come they've not signed players? How come it's taken too too long, all that sort of stuff? Rangers and Celtic haven't just come up with a plan this month to sign players. That, that's that's already happened six months ago. That's happened at the start of the season, if not the the window before. Might be a little bit different with the changes sometimes at football clubs, but they're normally planning at least one, if not two, windows ahead. So it's just working through that. And you, you bring up a good point, Andy, because, um, you know, depending on those players and depending on what's at stake at their clubs and if they're involved with those clubs, uh, then the selling club is in the strong position, absolutely. This Give us window, a wee bit more. Give us a wee bit more. I yeah. don't have, I'm just talking about in terms of the business. Yeah. Uh, and, and traditionally, uh, this is a, a very, very slow window. Mm-hmm. And majority of the time when clubs do potentially go and get something, they may be paying over the odds. Well, g- given what's at stake, uh, I wouldn't imagine that would scare Celtic at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pay over the odds. If, if you've got a player that's your number one target yeah. and you have to pay over the odds, uh, go and get them. This is a massively important title. And it could still you know, keep that distance financially, that chasm mm-hmm. actually financially between... Celtic and Rangers it is a chasm but Celtic still are not in my opinion willing to go and spend 10 or, 10 or 12 million pounds on a player even though they, they, you can you have you, you can have a lot I of, agree you can have a lot of money Andy but yeah. I still think that Celtic are, are, are pretty smart with, with what they'll spend 
Um, and, I, I read, and again, there's a little separate thing just quickly uh, about Daniel Levy at Spurs and all that sort of stuff in terms of, you know, he gets a lot of stick over the years about not spending, not spending, not spending. Yet Spurs right now are in a fantastically strong position now to go to market when other clubs uh, are in big trouble. Yeah. Right, financial or, fair play. Yeah, the financial. So, mm. so again, it's would, not it's not they spending. Would be tearing his door down if Ange Postecoglou wasn't winning games, playing great football. The supporters can't wait to yeah, go and yeah, see Tottenham play. You need something that's going to yeah. bide your time a little bit. And and Ange going in at Tottenham and the way they're playing and how, how well Spurs are going, it's kind of taking the heat off a of Levy. But I read a really good piece and it was around about the business in terms of the, the the spending and how they haven't spent a lot. They've obviously now sold Harry Kane for a hundred million. Lots of stuff. They're in a fantastic position to, to grow, whereas a lot of clubs are going to go the other way. What's the end? It took him 40 minutes to mention his fellow Australian, Ange Postacoglu. Yeah, yeah my big old mate, Ange. Yeah. He's doing a great job and uh, <laughs> he's, he's media I love. I love, yeah. you know, he just... He not, sorry, can yeah. I take you back to that time when I spoke to him and I mentioned you? Yeah, he didn't he love says, me. Oh, I haven't seen Craig for a long time, but, but no long enough. <laughs> this is the Go Radio Football Show. Get the latest show direct to your phone. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go. Paul Kenny back with the Go Radio Football Show in the company of a couple of legends. Craig Moore, we remember him so well with Rangers, Crystal Palace. He played Borussia Mönchengladbach. I've just started this one. <laughs> Australia, of course. So many caps played in the World Cup. You did that, didn't do that, Andy, did you? No, I didn't said, do that. Didn't but, have that ability. No, no. <laughs> there was many Scots who didn't, although we used to play. That's not true, but... Uh, <laughs> yep, Craig, back with us. What's on the go? Transfer wise, give us a wee hint. Of what's uh, the, you, give you, us you, a scoop. Come yeah, on. Uh, I've not really yeah. got a, a scoop as such. Potentially, and again, the, the scoop for the UK <laughs> in the, yeah. the process of, of maybe moving an Australian player to Korea, which is right. a really good market. Um, we've done a little bit of business uh, this this window, but at a, at a, a lower level, took a player from Kelty Hearts to Dundalk. Uh, so we've been ticking over nicely, and at the same time, recruiting and growing uh, the Australian national team. In the Asian Cup, that a result today against Syria 1-0, so they're through to the round of 16. So doing a lot of work in regards to marketing that whole squad, um, you know, but but not necessarily for the UK. I, it's, it's very, very difficult, uh, the, the job of being an agent, Paul, and there's a lot of big, big agents here in the UK. So you've got to think, for me, slightly different. Uh, and the, the advantage for me is that I can work in other markets where traditionally the UK agents stick here. And you bumped into a world figure, not from football, but from boxing. I saw see it that? online. Did you see that? Anthony big Joshua and big AJ. Moore. Big yeah. AJ. We were like mates wow. after a half an hour chat on the Virgin yeah. flight back from, were you, eh? <laughs> from, from Dubai to, so, so to London. what happened? Did you just bump into him? Did they know Literally. you were on, he was on? He, he, he yeah. says, Oz, how you doing, yeah. mate? It's been a long time. Nah. Yeah. I went over and says, <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, he was uh, he was an absolute gentleman. Mm. Um had a good 25-minute chat. Um, he was probably bored after five, but I managed to keep a hold of him <laughs> for 25. Um, telling me all about his, his upcoming fights and uh, and all that sort of stuff. So uh, that's been announced, hasn't it? I think he fights again in, in, in Saudi in March. Uh, no, nah, I was... Uh, and what an absolute beast of a man. Yeah. Just oh, such a... Oh, my word, the size, size of him. Yeah. The size of him, height and width. 
but you uh, looked after on the flight. I heard that we uh, plug there you had for the airline, so but they looked after you, which was good. Yeah. How, how's the body clock? You must be all over getting, the shop. Yeah, all over the shop. Yeah. Now, like, coming back now, it's, it kind of feel as if everyone else has has been on on holiday. But I have done a lot of travelling, uh, Paul. But it's for me in terms of what I'm looking to achieve. Um, you got to get in front of people face to face. I was in Saudi Arabia. I was in Dubai. Um, yeah, I'm excited about what uh, what the future holds. Yeah, hell of a busy month for guys like you. Yeah, that's something that's crazy. Because even yeah. if you're not even if you're not executing, you're still continually speaking mm. to clubs. You're still you know seeing whether they've filled the gaps. Um, so th- there's a lot of work without even get to the stage of potentially you know doing a deal. But you've got to know what. Every club's looking for, understand what the budget is, whether and or not there's... You you were speaking about clubs looking one, two windows ahead. Is that what you do as well? I, I, well, I plan a lot with my players, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I Whenever I sign a player, I kind of... Uh, I, I have an idea in my head what the next step is going to be. Yeah. Otherwise, for me, that's very reactive where I, I like to I like to plan. Has he promised you tickets, Big Anthony, for the... Uh, fight, it's the 8th of March, it's going to be in Saudi against, of course, Francis Ngannou. So that'll be... I'll tell you what... He needs to win. Yeah, he needs to win, but I mean, I'm not overly into the boxing side of things, uh, Paul. We'll we'll take your tickets. I like it. But but Saudi... Give me your ticket, I'll take Paul. It'll be absolutely jumping once again, won't it? I mean, they're, they're, they're putting on... Uh, world-class events, whether it be boxing, whether it be the, the football, I think the, the the Spanish Cup was oh, yeah. out there recently. Yeah. Yep. There's loads happening out there. Yeah, certainly Real, is. Real beat Barcelona in the final. Yeah, yeah. They, they thrashed them, didn't they? Battered them. Uh, a few days ago. Andy, for you, not that much football over the last week or two, but getting no. back into it. Um, no, I'll hopefully go yep. and see my old club on Saturday, if I'm allowed, Air United and uh, Kelty Hearts. Oh, yes. So yep. uh, it will be nice to... To, to see how how they are playing, I, I thought it was disappointing that they um, that they sacked Lee Bullen the other day. I thought Lee did a, certainly did a really good job initially, mm-hmm. but I know that uh, the last number of months results have been really poor, and there there is a danger of uh, relegation. And when that kicks in, most clubs tend to pull the trigger and look for a reaction. Isn't it tough the following season? How close they were to getting. Uh, promotion, yeah, um, and then yeah. Queens Park similarly, you know, almost got promotion, and then it went wrong. They changed managers. Yeah, Callum went, Davidson, they, exactly. They've been down that Dutch route, and I was yeah. just going to say, Callum coming yes. in, they've gone back to the, the the guy who knows Scottish football, and he certainly started well, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Getting a sure, right. uh, result yeah. last week, getting them off to a winning start at uh, Wraith Rovers of all mm-hmm. places. They're flying. Yeah, yeah. So we're looking forward to it. who's going to win the cup. Away from either Rangers looking at you, Craig, or Celtic, uh, Andy, who could be a surprise? This weekend, we've got Airdrie St. Johnson, Air United against Kelty, you just mentioned. Bonnie Rig Rose against Falkirk. Falkirk, I see it was a draw for them in the league the other day. That's the first time they've dropped points, isn't it? Uh, Brora against Cove Rangers. Celtic, Bucky Thistle, Sunday at four o'clock. Clyde against Aberdeen. That's a good game as well, isn't it? Dumbarton against Rangers, 5.30 Saturday. Forfer against Hibs. Morton against Montrose, Inverness Cali Thistle against Broomhill, Kilmarnock Dundee, there's a good game, Livingston against Wraith Rovers, that'd be a tough one for Livy, Motherwell against Alloa, Ross County, Partick Thistle, St Mirren against Queen of the South, and the Spartans, as they're calling themselves, up against the Hertz. Um, Craig, any outsider, if it, away from the big two, who do you think could lift the Scottish Cup? Hmm... Interesting, <laughs> interesting. Mm. I tell you what, I'm going to go. I'm going to go yeah. with uh, Kilmarnock. Right. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll go with Kilmarnock 
um, seeing if they can get to the to the pointy end. Um, as oh. there's still some you know t- top teams in there, and there'll still be some upsets yeah. within that. And and Kilmarnock against Dundee is certainly no easy match, but. You're looking for a smoky, as I would say. Yeah, then I'm going, yeah. for, I'm going for Kilmarnock. Was that the second team? Ninety-seven. I, I, I will highlight Hibs maybe to go far. I mean, I think all the clubs are wanting Celtic and Rangers to be drawn together. So one of them goes out, and you've only got to really worry about one of the, you know, the massive favourites. Um, so I, I think Hibs have got the players certainly from from middle to front. I don't know if they're going to do a bit of business, given that they've got. Uh, maybe some uh, investment yeah. uh, that was unexpected. Bill so Foley. that's Foley, yeah, yeah from Bournemouth. Yeah, twenty five percent. He's going to put in, take some sort of stake. Is he going to? Is he going to um, uh, do yeah. some business in the transfer market? That would be interesting. So um, I'll go for Hibs to make a uh, deep inroads into the cup. Hibs, of course, won it in what twenty sixteen against Rangers and Kilmarnock. I think it was ninety seven. They won ninety seven. Yeah, it was, wasn't it? Was it Paul Wright. Yeah, well done. Yeah, wow. I remember, right. remember Finney Street afterwards, it was, I don't know, 20, 30,000 people yeah. there. It's brilliant for a town, Andy. You'll remember your old club, Motherwell, winning the cup in 1991. I remember it, and uh, it, they beat, uh, they beat us, they beat Celtic right. in the semi final. And yeah. uh, replay, wasn't it? The, the, well, it was yeah. a. Uh, well, if it was yeah. a replay, what I'm <laughs> going to remember was the goal from Colin O'Neill, where he scored yeah. from, it seemed about 40 yards. He, he banged it into the top corner, but that yeah. was a that was a really good motherwell side, and it was a great final up against the United four three. Was that in there? I'm trying to think of a yeah. Ali Maxwell. Ali Maxwell, absolutely. Maxi played through right. horrendous injury yeah. during I it. Played with Maxi yeah. at motherwell. Yeah, that's right. Well remembered. It's good to. He's out in the states now, eh? Is he? I, I yeah. believe so. I yeah. believe so. Yeah. What about Derek McInnes then? So he didn't win it with Aberdeen. It was a League Cup that he won. Yeah. What a job he's doing at Kelly. And I see he is the manager of the month for December, but a couple of injury blows as well. But first of all, what about the job he's doing at Kelly? Well, yeah, he's done a, he's done a very good job uh, so far this this season. Obviously, um, last season they they hung on a little bit, didn't they? Yeah. But I mean, again, it's these kind of jobs are very very tough jobs uh, and, I, and I think that Derek has, has got a, a steady team um, he's managed to bring in the right players um, and he's, he's made Kilmarnock a team that are hard to beat and I think when you've got that and you have that that, that belief and that stability uh, then you, you can go on and have a, a good season and they're positioned well the cup is that it's a great distraction yeah. mm. it's a great distraction and anything can happen sometimes it can jeopardise your season also mm. um, but it's um, it's a Scottish Cup and you know the dreams and and, and all that sort of stuff. It's um, it's brilliant. Uh, when you think about last season, they went to the very last yeah. weekend, yeah. not knowing if they were uh, going to be in the playoffs yeah. or not. And this season, I think the mentality, the talk, just the general feeling about Kilmarnock, we can be a top six club, and that's a that is a massive change in in uh, Kilmarnock's outlook. It's funny. It's funny you say that as well because I remember when Dill, not when he just got the job, but obviously they 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 just stayed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he, he come in, he took the job, yeah. and, and I was at a. It might have been. Uh, it was a function anyway, and and, and Dill was kind of speaking, and you know he felt that last season that, that they were top six material, and that, that didn't obviously uh, mm-hmm. play out last yeah. season, and and this season is probably more to to what he felt was a uh, was possible for his squad. 
because um, you know what it's like in in Scotland outside Rangers and Celtic it, it, the runs good runs or yeah. bad runs uh, and, and it's important to stay in the race because St Mirren also got off to a, a wonderful wonderful sure. start um, but then you look at the flip side and you look at Motherwell's horrendous run Livingston's yeah. horrendous run yeah. and you look at Langer big big trouble of course we'll come you, to those you would imagine Aberdeen yeah. will pick up their form I know they've got two maybe three games in hand but you would imagine them to be better but then again if what we spoke about earlier if Miofsky goes in this window that clearly affects their ability to score as heavily. For Kelly, the bad news yesterday was the news of winning the manager of the month was soured when they found out that Brad Lyons and Cal McGuinness are both uh, sidelined 10 mm. weeks, I think, for Lyons and even longer for McGuinness. And that's cruel. That's cruel because they're big players. Yeah. They're, they're big Part players. The, the um, team in the midfield. Yeah, yeah. so trying to, trying mm. to uh, replace that is, is, is always difficult. Few people have been on saying, uh, "What about Rangers in the next week?" It's huge. It always is, isn't it? We're right back into it now. Second half of the season. Hibs are in action on Wednesday. They're at Easter Road and the St Johnson Aberdeen, and then the following Saturday, a week on Saturday, St Mirren against Rangers, Celtic against Ross County, and this weekend, as you know, it's the Scottish Cup. Lots of people though, Andy. The cup's great, but the league with thirty-five to forty million. John's been on checking. What do we think it is? It's it could be up to forty million to win the title this season yeah. by getting into the well, new look Champions League. The new yeah. look Champions League, even more than uh, you know, the last couple of years when the you know you get access to that money and it's mm. absolutely enormous. But for everyone this weekend, they will be dreaming of getting through this tie, taking another step, trying to get to Hamden, and you know making their their own memories. That's their best hope of of getting success. And you mentioned Aberdeen there. We all remember a year ago what happened at Darvo. Oh. Surely not again this year when they play Clyde. I think Liam Scales played in that game, didn't he? He did. For Aberdeen. I'm pretty sure he did, and, yeah. And look at him it. now. Absolutely yeah. flying. Arguably, maybe Celtic's mm. best player this season. Certainly the most improved alongside, um, you know, O'Reilly, Callum McGregor that you talk about pretty much week in, week out. But you're getting to a stage now where, where Liam Scales is in that type of bracket. And a new contract. We haven't. It hasn't been announced yet, has it? For scales. Yeah. Or I was thought, it? I thought was he. It may, I thought maybe he'd already yeah. re- resigned. Maybe, perhaps. But um, he got his uh, cap as well um, during yeah. the first part of the season. Mm. It just shows you. Could there be a banana skin for Aberdeen up against Clyde? No, I can't. I, yeah. I, I can't see that. Yeah. Um, I think Aber- Aberdeen should be too strong. Um, you touch on the, the the cup upset last season. I mean, Aberdeen were were on their knees yeah. they were really in a, in a poor shape uh, on and off the field uh, whereas I think you know under under Barry Robson although he's probably not where he wants to be mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're at that level where the, this would be a show yeah the bottom club in League 2 that would be truly mm-hmm. remarkable I know they've appointed uh, Ian McCall who yeah. certainly knows his mm-hmm. way around cup competitions but um that would be almost as big a shock as, uh, as uh, you know, losing to Darvo last season if Aberdeen were to lose to Clyde this time round. And a game which uh, jumps out, Andy, Motherwell against Alloa, two of your old teams. Yeah, well, Motherwell have had a bit of a blow. They've lost Beareth. Yeah. He's gone back yeah. to Arsenal. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether there's another loan uh, for him at maybe a, uh, a different level, but I think Motherwell will miss him. I liked yeah. him. I liked him at the start of the season. I liked his work rate. I liked the way he linked up with other players. Uh, I liked his attitude. I thought Motherwell got a bit of a gem there, but um, 
Yeah, they'll have to replace him. I know they've... Are they signed Andy Halliday? I know that they're trying to get Still him from, talking. Yep. from Hearts. Trying to get so him. Yep. they're obviously looking for a bit of experience. They obviously want to kick on from that really horrible run they were on where, I don't know, 16, 17 games, they couldn't they couldn't get a victory. And yet, remarkably, they're they're not detached at all. They're, they're a couple of wins away from having a, a decent cushion in the league. But they want a... It's a home tie. And up against lower league opposition... They want to win that one. And of course, the bad news about Callum Slattery, the bad injury, and that's been a real blow for the well. Out for the season, isn't yep. he, I believe? Yep. Yeah, and no, that's a tough one because, again, he's a big player for them. Uh, and you touch on Beareth there uh, in terms yeah. of going, going back. I mean, he, he did start ever so well. He had a little bit of an injury and, yeah. and Motherwell missed him. Uh, yeah, they did. You know, really missed him during that spell. I, th- I think this is a really tough game for Motherwell because... Motherwell will be working ever so hard, as will Alloa. Um, but I don't feel as if there's a lot of confidence within the group. And, you know, Alloa will be going there thinking, you know what, we got a red-hot chance to go on uh, what would still be considered an, an upset, in my opinion. But, yeah, that, that's going to be a tasty, tasty affair, that one. Adam Montgomery has signed on loan from Celtic. Of course, he was on loan earlier in the season at Fleetwood. Um, much was expected of him, and he played a few first-team games as well. We haven't seen him for a while, Adam Montgomery. But Motherwell, the kind of place could be good for him. Yeah, you just uh, we speak about it so often, young guys. I mean, Liam Scales was one of them yeah. at a time, and he went on loan to Aberdeen, which really helped Aberdeen and helped uh, Liam Scales. You have just got to play. It's the only way you'll improve as a player. Playing against... You know other teams that are desperate for points and prestige and all the pride that they play for, and um, it's a really good way to learn. No contract yet for Liam Scales, so think I'm it, sure think it, it'll happen. I'm yeah. sure it's on the cards. Exactly. Quick break for the news, and then we're back. And if you want to call Andy and Craig, oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe to the Go Radio YouTube channel and see the latest action from the studio. Let's go. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Call 0808 17 17 700. Let's go. Go back tonight, Paul Cooney, Craig Moore and Andy Walker. And tomorrow night, Barry Ferguson will be back along with Stephen McGinn, whose Falkirk have been absolutely flying, Andy. Yeah, I see Stephen's back in the team and got the hook at half-time. What happened there? <laughs> He's just getting back to full fitness, <laughs> a spokesman for the McGinn's. <laughs> He'll <laughs> be back with us, but it's, but it's hard, isn't it? When he hard. hasn't played uh, what all season after the injury. <laughs> he, he's, there's a wicked sense of humour there with Andy. Uh, I mean, he hides it well, uh, but he, is, he, 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 he doesn't miss you. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> and, you know, I asked him the first season he was back on. I said, "Who do you think's going to win? You know, Partick or Inverness?" He said, oh, "I think it'll be Thistle or win." <laughs> That's right. That was a cup tie, wasn't it? Yeah, you went for the Jags. Um, looking forward. To, is it the Jags coming to Celtic? Bucky Thistle. I think they're known as the Jags. Bucky Thistle. Jags yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And a few people have been commenting on that picture on our uh, socials of you and. And it's it. Bucky yeah. wearing the hoops, it of is. course. Yeah, we were in that uh, yep. yellow uh, jersey with some with some great names there: Big Roy Aitken, Tommy yep. Burns, of course. God love him. Yeah, Paul McStay. Paul McStay, I was yep. next to him because yep. we weren't we weren't playing. We'd I think we'd played against Peterhead maybe mm. the couple of days before. From Barry, we'll find out what's been happening, how he's how he's been spending the couple of weeks break. Do you like the? It, it's busy for you, yep. but when you were playing, the window did you enjoy it? Did you have the uh, the window? I, I loved it because there was a 
that, that was probably when it first come in and, and, mm. and you, by the way do I mean the break yeah, yeah. and, and you've yeah. got a break Paul. Yeah. you got the opportunity to go away for 7 or 10 days mm. uh, and recharge and then come in, come in whereas nowadays it's a break but they don't get a break um, but I, like, I enjoyed it when it come in like I said and again then the preparations and all that sort of stuff where you, you normally got to go to a a place where the sun was out and yeah. you know a bit of, bit of team bond and all that sort of stuff and crack on for the second part yeah. of the season Yeah, I remember we went to year we won the title Billy took us to, to Spain and it was a reward for you know being top of the league winning a lot of games and we had a bit of sunshine we had a bit of golf we had a couple of nights out and we had a couple of days training but it's good to get away from the um, you know the, the the normal activities that go on with, with tickets and all the all the rest of it. The next year we'd booked to go away and we get absolutely pumped at Ibrooks and Billy said we're not going. And yeah. he, <laughs> he donated it to some to some school uh, because we we weren't playing well enough. We we weren't doing what he wanted and he didn't that was fair. Right, well, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You've no complaints, no. no. Complaints. And it went to a good cause. Yeah, but but I wonder if those yeah. things happen there eh, because they happened a lot. I so see you, you're saying like there's a team trip, bad result, yeah. it's, it's cancelled. They didn't think twice back in the day. Even I remember, uh, you know, players where, uh, you know, maybe they, they've played a game and, and, and they've arranged that they're going home for a couple mm-hmm. of days after. And then how many times you don't, you don't get the performance, you don't get the result? Yeah. You're going nowhere, son. Right. In tomorrow morning, nine o'clock, all the yeah. best. Uh, but there was none of us. It went in the half. It yeah. was whatever Billy said was of course, that went. Yeah. You didn't argue with him too <laughs> much, did you? Argue. But like you with Walter, you wouldn't be arguing too much. I pray. If no. you said nine o'clock, I'll say you sure. 8.30, I've been at 8.30, no problem. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Never messed with Walter. Um, here's Susie's on. She says she's, you're keeping me company, guys, at the moment. I'm at Livingston at the stadium. Ollie and young Dylan are enjoying Craig and Andy's banter. You can get help with that, I'm sure, Susie. <laughs> Honestly, seriously. <laughs> They're on the pitch just now in, what is it, minus two. It's not oh, as bad this evening, but minus two. Um, looking for a shout out for the boys at the show. She is really enjoying it. Thank you for that, Susie, there in Livingston. So they're out at, at training. I mean, we oh, do. We, you know, we're in the, the warmth of a studio, but this morning I was out, it was eight, minus, eight minus eight at the back yeah. of seven this morning, Andy. Yeah. So that's when people say about the money in the game. Yeah. You know, but playing in that those kind of conditions... But also, honestly, as long yeah. as you've got a good surface, right. uh, I mean, for a player, I know it's difficult for a supporter, you're mm. sitting there or standing there and it's you're, you're not exactly warm, but um, as long as you've got a good surface, most players would take to the pitch in, in yeah. any kind of weather. But it's, a, it's, it's an interesting one, Paul, because we, 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 we give that artificial pitches a hard time, yet that session, Susie and her kids yeah. are able to mm. crack on with the session at Livingston because of the... Facility. Well, so there's the not, nothing wrong with artificial yeah. pitches. Uh, in, the top flight there in the top flight. Yeah, in the top flight yeah. there is. But I'm saying the commercial yeah. uh, um, opportunities and the ability to continually train when the weather's terrible, mm-hmm. you know, is, yeah, I agree, not top flight, but it, it serves its purpose. Uh, in particular for the community. Do you know who's still tuned in as well at the moment? Anthony Joshua. No, I made that up because <laughs> you met him on the flight. Big John Harson is listening at yeah. the moment saying, guys, matter of time, well, I think he means about the skills contract, uh-huh. it will come. Well, he's just saying, let's relax. Johnny's oh, agent, is he? Yeah, well, no, he's just uh, obviously... Tell him we're very relaxed yeah. and, and, and I'm like I says, I'm pleased for, for scales and he probably deserves a longer term contract at the at the football club. The man who got a five and a half year contract uh, yesterday, Nicholas Kuhn, who joined from Rapid Vienna. Five and a half years, Andy. It's, well, uh, the, the yeah. contracts now are built to sell in such a way to, you know, 
once you've got a couple of years to go, are you going to sign on for another an extension? Or because if you're not, then most clubs, I know that uh, some players are allowed to run their contracts down, but um, it's a it's a totally different setup now than it, than it was when I was playing. Here's what the fans can expect to see from him. I think uh, I think my my strongest abilities are the speed, uh, good technique, and yeah. I create a lot of chances and I like to be one against one or one against two. Oh. I, I love to be in those uh, situations and I think that's what the fans can expect. And Craig is a defender. He's got the confidence. He says he takes on one or two. He's, you don't see that so often now. No, you don't. And he's, he's, he comes across definitely not short uh, of confidence. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how he... How he goes, um, you know the, the type of player as he's as he's explained there, into, you know, being direct, going by people. He can score goals, he can assist. I'm starting to think there. Did they did they sign Messi, Andy? I was, I was <laughs> his explanation of yeah. what he's going to do, but such confidence of well, the, of the lad. And uh, of course, it's his second language. But you've now got when you when you look at Maida, who plays more often than not, especially if it's a big game. Yeah. Palmer plays more often than not. Obviously, Kyogo. You now throw. Kuhn into that mix and you imagine he'll, he, he's here to play he, immediately you, you need to see an impact that's a that's a decent sum of, of money sure. for Celtic mm-hmm. to spend in this window and you would want him to hit the ground running and get, get a chance immediately Here's Kevin on the line a Celtic fan Good evening Kevin how you doing, boys? This is Steve again. Good, good to Hi, hear Kevin. you on. Hope you're well. Uh, is it minus? It's minus five here at the moment at Livy uh, for the boys out training there. What about you? Any training tonight, Kevin? <laughs> oh, man, it was minus seven here last night. Honestly, the only thing that was yeah. missing was penguins. It was freezing. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant! It hasn't frozen up the brain anyway. You're still thinking. You're looking forward to it this weekend and next week. I'm really looking forward, looking forward to the game this weekend. I'm absolutely delighted for the Bucky Thistle boys because I can't imagine what's going through their boys' seeds. A lot of them are Celtic fans, and it's the three minute to play. To be the game to play them in Celtic Park in the Scottish Cup. I'm delighted for them, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that, and uh, hopefully, we can, hopefully we'll get the hopefully we should get out of the line. Hopefully, I'm looking forward right. to that. Yeah. So, uh, I've been looking forward to that. I'm happy with the new signing as well. Yeah, what do you think? Well, well, you'll see him probably this weekend, certainly in the next week or so. What are you expecting from him? And who does he replace? Well, I think it's going to be mainly... A, I think it would be a challenge uh, Maida. Um, Palmer looked kind of nailed on, but I think it would be a challenge uh, Maida because I think um, he's, uh, Maida is really important, but he's... He's really hot and cold. Andy, listen, Celtic fans, some Celtic fans don't really appreciate the fact that Andy's always 100% honest, and Andy will tell you, sometimes he's just so inconsistent. His final ball's really poor. But when he gets too much time to think, when he's running the goalkeeper, nine out of ten times, he'll no score. Um, he's maybe an instinctive kind of finisher. And I, I, th- I think he needs somebody to challenge him. I think that's why Kuhn's been brought in. He's got a good pedigree, a good education. Um, but I, I think the last, from what I've read, the last uh, six to eight, 18 months is when he's really, really come into his game. Especially the last six months, he's been on, he's been in really, really top form. Um, but before that, he was also a bit inconsistent. So, but I think I like his interview. I think he's 
there for Brendan Rodgers to develop. I think Brendan Rodgers has a good reputation for being us. Hopefully, Brendan can do for him what he did for Paddy Roberts. I think you're right, Kevin. I think he's. Uh, I think he makes sense there. I think he's probably going to push Maida out of the team. Uh, I think Kuhn will will start uh, alongside Kyogo and Palmer. But I'm just wondering, where else do you expect Celtic to to strengthen? What position? Well, Andy. Um, so the boys will tell you. you you've probably been on when I've been on as well. I'm sick to the back. The only, the only thing I'm missing is a shabby Shankland on the back yet. I, I, I think we should. I honestly think that we should sign this boy. I know. I would. I listen. I would love. I would love us to break the bank and pay the six, seven million for this Garden. I would love it. He looks absolutely top notch, top potential. But whether the board will spend six or seven million on him, I'm not so sure. So if you've got a ready-made player there in Shankland that knows the league. I would say he's 28. I would say go and be an opening offer about two and a half, three million to Hearts. Test the water. Why not? What you know? What I mean, I think we definitely need a striker, Andy. But you can't. Yeah. We, we, we cannot get through this season. The Celtic Rangers have been inconsistent, but they're inconsistent to a point where the league is really, really close. And if Kyogre gets injured or suspended. You need something there to come in. Do you know, I'm not so sure he's on Celtic's radar, Kevin. I mean, you listened to Craig earlier on talking about clubs who work one, two transfer windows uh, ahead. I'm not sure Celtic had it in their in their mind that uh, a couple of windows from now we'll go and get Shankland. I, I totally get that he's been an outstanding striker since the start of the season. He's even managed to score for Scotland as well. I'm sure he'll, he'll go to the, the Euros this summer, but um, I do think if you are looking for a striker and you want Celtic to spend a bit of money, maybe more than anyone else is, is capable of in, in Scotland, then somebody who really makes the difference, I, I, I can I can imagine Celtic signing a, a, a striker for a... I mean, I, I agree with Craig, it's not going to be eight, nine, ten million, but it might be something more than the, the, the two and a half, three you're talking about, Kevin, that would get Shanklin. So that's what I think they could, uh, you know, make. If, if the player is available, they could make their, um, you know, their big splash. Craig, do you, you, you? Yeah. you see them spending the five, six million, Andy, for, for this garden? No. From Bronby, Matthias Vizgarden. Honestly, 21. I haven't even heard of him yeah. and I don't know well, anything about him. So. He's been mentioned a few times. 20, 20, Kevin, 21. Yeah. Kevin's I, I, got I more uh, knowledge than I have. Kevin, I think, right, um, and again, it's only my thoughts, this is probably the first time in a while where you've heard, your Celtic have made a signing and you haven't heard the word project. All right, so you've got right. you've got an established player that you know that can go in and do the business. Well, that's what the manager said he wants. He doesn't yes. want projects. So again, I yeah. think this player that you you mentioned there, the the, the, the five six million twenty one year old and all that sort of stuff, it still for me fits into the project uh, type of signing. And uh, look again, can't speak for Celtic, but I, I think that Brendan's looking to to try and work with players now that he knows that that, that are going to improve his starting eleven. Or, therefore, you, in terms of the striker position, that's very hard to do when you've got Kyogo, who's going so well and, and is a fantastic player, but making sure that you've got the right backup. Uh, another name that I don't know whether we've heard thrown about, um, Lyndon Dykes, has his name been thrown, thrown out and about in, in the... I haven't heard it in relation to Celtic. Nah, and I, or I Rangers Celtic, because I mean, mm-hmm. both both teams are looking... You would have thought for a, for a striker. I remember uh, when he was leaving Livingston, yeah. and you thought he might be able to mm. do a job at uh, Rangers at the time. That was the that was the link. But 
So you're probably I mean, not breaking the bank either for a Lyndon Dykes. No. Um, that fits it more in terms of the, the budgets that I think that, that Rangers and Celtic again, would be happy to go with. Again, just my own view, I don't think he's on Celtic's radar. No. Gavin, no shock this weekend, we would imagine. How are you feeling about, you know, we spoke after the game when you were on uh, the show with us. Uh, are you looking forward immensely to getting back into it in the league next week? I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I think we... Uh, the, the the Christmas period, we uh, Brendan Rodgers and the players were under a wee bit of pressure, quite rightly so. He, I think they had um, yeah. was it four four games after we dropped points at, at Celtic Park with another four games left, and we were under pressure to win all four of those games. And the boys delivered. The knowledge that they'll deliver, the performances get better and better. Um, so I'm really looking forward to what's going to happen when they knew they were kind of in the back end now with the home stretch nearly to, uh, to, to the league title and um, I'm really confident they were going to, they were going to depot I really honestly think they were going to have too much for Rangers um, or, and I think they were just going to get better and better and I'm hopeful that we'll sign another couple of players to make the squad Ke- and um, aye, it's good times ahead hopefully Kevin are you, uh, uh, tell me be honest are you, are you looking over your shoulder a little bit thinking that Rangers can close the gap or, or you're, you're, you're confident that Celtic will get the job done? I bet you both, Craig. Yeah, I bet, I bet you both. Um, I think uh, Rangers for the first time in a long time, in my opinion, and we all like the banter and stuff like that, right? But Green Tinted specs off. They've got a proper manager. Yeah. So this guy knows what he's doing. Um, I've got respect for him. I think he's done a really good job wherever he's been. But... At the same time, I've got confidence in my own manager and my own team, Craig. So yeah, yeah. I'm confident they will get at the line. It's not got to be easy. Yeah. Nobody says it's never ever got to be easy, but of course you're looking over the shoulder, over your shoulder, mate. But I'm confident we'll get it done, Craig. Yeah. Unfortunately yeah. for yourself. No, 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 no. Like I says, I mean, again, it's it's honesty, yeah. and we're, we're we're debating, and you know, we obviously know who who our teams are and all that. I actually think that aye, aye. I actually think that this season, and I know we're talking about attacking players because look, they're the entertainers. They're, that's what people Peter. Uh, to see but I actually think that the title is going to be won on defence right? so when I look at Jack Butlin he, he for me is the best he, he's the best in Scotland right? yep. no, I, I don't know whether Kevin agrees Andy, that's my agree? opinion and, I, and then I, don't, yeah. I don't think there's much to choose between Joe Hart and Butlin okay. yeah, they, yeah. they make big saves but, yeah. but I'm going to put my neck on the line and say that I think sure. Butlin's better Right, and then you look at the, the, the centre half, the centre half parents, and I think this is what it's going to come down to, Kevin, in terms of consistency, yep. in terms of who can, who can continue to knock out that that partnership between now and the end of the season. I think the the, the league is going to be won on the defence rather than in terms of us talking about strikers, strikers, strikers. Whoever keeps those three, yep. two centre halves in front of their goalkeepers, Hart and Butland, yep. I think go and win the title. And who's your uh, uh, Goldson and Balligan? Yeah. That's what it's going to be till the end of the season, you reckon? Well, yeah. I, th- I think that's yeah. what Clement has leaned more yes, towards. Yeah. Well, yeah. there's been so uh, many partnerships sure. at Celtic. Liam Scales yeah. is a sort of consistent mm-hmm. since the start of the season, but you look at the Rangers game where he was up uh, alongside Welsh, and then the substitution was made pretty quickly. And uh, you obviously want uh, Carter Vickers to get back to, to full fitness and uh, partner Liam Scales to the end of the season because he was. An outstanding leader last season, but he has he has struggled with injuries, and you want him to be fit. Kevin, thanks for the call. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Listen live weeknights from five on Go. Let's go. 
It's the Go Radio Football Show. Paul Cooney, Andy Walker, Craig Moore. We can just see Neymar there. They're obviously talking about the transfers. Jordan Henderson. I see he's arrived um, in Holland for Ajax. the medical Ajax. Ajax. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, interesting move, you know. Like, yeah. don't get me wrong to go to a, a club like Ajax, who, to be fair, have, have got themselves back on track after a horrendous start to the season. They're um, still way off the pace. They're, still, they're still way off, yeah. yeah. But I mean, experience. Uh, Henderson will deliver. Will, will be a great signing for him if it goes through. But yeah, no, very interesting because again, the Saudi, we're all thinking the big bucks of money, the the the, the, the glitz and glamour, and less than six months. Um, Jordan Henderson has seen enough. Yep, money can't buy you love. Can't That'd buy you true. happiness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it was so the we'll Liverpool fans were <laughs> gutted, <laughs> but we'll give it a good game. Exactly. Exactly. Give it a try. Yeah, uh, Andy. There was so much. The Liverpool fans they loved him. He was the captain. He did so well. I still think he's got enough to do yeah. what James Milner has done. He's gone to Brighton and made an impact. I think there's a number of clubs in the Premier League that might have been interested, but to go to Ajax is, um, you know, it's a great experience for him. Uh, they're obviously not having the best of seasons, but. Um, I just wonder, it must affect the type of selection that you're thinking about for, for the Euros. Yeah. Is he going to stay in the England squad? Um, unless he really tears it up at uh, Ajax, yeah. and yeah. maybe that's what he's thinking of. I want, I want to be a part of this England squad. I need to be with a, a club that can, you know, a good standard. And that can shine again. He's actually got more of a chance going to the Euros by this potential move. Yeah. yeah. Um, so you, you, you raise a valid point, Andy. Yeah. For Thanks. sure. Thanks for that. You're welcome. You're and welcome. Uh, the old <laughs> <laughs> what about Stephen Gerrard? I see he's signing another a two-year extension. So Is a few he? weeks ago we thought he was leaving. He was under pressure. Though, yeah, but it looks as though a two-year extension, which would take him to what 2027. The, the investment is massive. They yeah. can't let all mm. these big names go at the same time. I mean, we heard this some years ago in China. Mm. It was going to be the yeah. place where mm. everyone was going to go, but. Uh, it didn't turn out that way. This might, this one might be different. Saudi Arabia does see they do. I think it's long they, term. Yeah, they do want to host the World Cup, and sure. they've already got what you were talking about. Your best pal, Anthony Joshua, <laughs> going here, there, and everywhere. No, but they've also. I think they've got the Asian Cup. They, 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 they've got a ten year, a ten year plan. Yeah. <clears throat> and and I've obviously recently been out there, and you can see the work going on, the infrastructure. It, it, there's there's so much going on. This is not a short-term thing, but what they do need to be careful of is if you lose a Henderson now, who was a big signing, a big splash in terms of, you know, global media, uh, all of a sudden I've, you know, I've read a couple of bits and pieces about Benzema. Uh, so it, it's important that from making such a big splash that these players don't start to, to leave again because I don't think that then helps what they're trying to achieve. It'd be fascinating to get an interview with Jota, the former Celtic player, yeah. who also went to Saudi for, what, £200,000 a week. We can understand it, but he hasn't kicked a ball. No, and it was, I mean, he was such a big personality player yeah. for Celtic. He was on the end of everything that was good and he was, um, you know, he was, he was getting into that iconic status with his goals against Rangers and you know, his beautiful big smile and his personality, but you can't blame him for, for taking that, uh, making that move, and you certainly can't blame Celtic for, you know, raking in that transfer fee. True, truly remarkable. 25 million, wasn't it? So, yeah, I mean, in incredible numbers. I tell you what, what we'll need to do, Paul, moving forward, we need yeah. to get Martin Boyle. Martin Boyle had a brief yeah. brief stint, didn't he, in, yeah, in Saudi he Arabia, obviously back at Hibs, at the Asian Cup yeah. just now with the Australian team. Loves to talk. 
Loves, him on. loves yeah. to talk. We'll get him on. Bring he can tell on. us about Saudi. He's a nice, of course. Adopted he's, he's, yeah, yeah, very much adopted. No, I know. There's so many of them. Let's hear from an adopted Scots. It's Philip Clement. The Rangers fans absolutely love him. And, you know, you hear Andy saying what a good manager he is. There was speculation that before Brendan Rodgers uh, became Celtic manager, his name was in the frame. Don't know if it's true, but that has been mentioned in good sources. But he's the Rangers manager and he'd gone, what, 16 games undefeated. Then the defeat in the Old Firm derby. Uh, and then he took the players away. Well, they won the next game. Then they've been away in La Manga um, over the winter break then back played Copenhagen the other night 2-2 at the end a lot this was the end of a very intense uh, training camp training week where we put a big load on the team to to make them physically better and they showed the right things Uh, I think everybody that saw the game saw saw a good tempo good tempo on the ball two really good goals and several really good actions and chances so I'm happy about the way we finished, uh, did the finishing with the two goals, because we were working hard on that. Uh, that's, that's for sure a, a point we can improve from the last couple of months. Um, on the other side also, a few uh, players come out of long-term injury. We could train them, not fully like, like the rest of the squad, uh, squad, but they are coming, getting better. They could take some minutes also today. So they're also on the right track. And uh, we had several young players out of academy with us uh, this week to make them better, to let them learn the story, how we want to play. Um, I wanted to give them this experience also because this is the, the highest level they ever played. And, uh, and they showed good things. Okay, uh, With the set pieces, the two goals we take, you see also that they st- don't know everything yet, but that's impossible in one week. That's why they need to get these experiences also to make faults and, uh, and to learn out of that. Uh, otherwise, it was the perfect evening, I think. Craig Moore, what are you thinking about Rabi Matondo? I see the manager's been speaking about him. He scored a, a great goal. Very good goal. goal. I tell you yeah. what, he missed a sitter just before it. Right? Uh, he could have yeah. just dinked it over the goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, it looked a quite a, a comfortable finish. Yeah. Um, but it was probably within not even uh, a couple of minutes of that. Uh, he wins the ball, uh, or, or actually, no, I think Balogun centre half wins it in a good area. Matondo's nice and positive, gets on the half turn and whooshka away he goes, uh, driving at defenders, which is what you love. Well, uh, you know, as a defender, I hated to see, but you, you, therefore you've got to make a decision. And, and a really good finish, a really good finish. So, look, his, his, his pace and, and when his confidence is high, um, Rabi Matondo's a very dangerous player. I think the, the 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 debate around him still at this moment in time is he's been in and out in terms of a little bit inconsistency mm-hmm. consistency with injuries, and also therefore performance. But when he's got that confidence, um, he can be a very very dangerous player. But he's shown so far that he's not been able to keep that going for long enough. It's interesting. He talks about the number of young players that he took yeah. to this training camp mm. and giving them a bit of game time. And um, you wonder whether any of them are, are going to be given the opportunity mm. to shine in the second half of the season. Time and time again, mm. Paul, we talk about young players' mm. potential, getting a chance. But um, mostly, I think supporters, they're so impatient. They want to win every week mm. and they're not interested in anyone making mistakes. And that's why it's so tough. Uh, for guys like McCausland who's yeah. come in mm-hmm. and held his place. I mean, he he started against Celtic, and I think he could have had a goal when he when he had that yeah. promising uh, chance in the early part of the match. But 
good to see him getting a, a, a start and the thing you need to do when you're a young player is you get an opportunity you need to make it count you need to make the team better you need to make a difference it's really tough and I, and I think you're bang on because I think McCausland has done exactly that he's come into the team um, he's actually been one of the best performers um, since he has come into the team you know there's there's been games where Rangers haven't been great but he's played in the European game as he, well he's, he's been excellent Andy a, a young player so look the encouraging sign is that there are opportunities for the younger players. Obviously, the work and, and, and all the, the stuff on the training ground, all that sort of stuff, to earn the trust of the manager um, to, to get that opportunity. But McCausland has absolutely taken it with, with both hands. The slight concern, and again, it's part of football, and, and he'll be thinking about it and looking over his shoulder a little bit, is what if Rangers sign a winger and all of a sudden yeah. I, I, I then have There's a spell outside the team? Yeah. Because what he's done, he deserves to be playing. But that's the... That's a roller coaster of football. Do young players always run out of steam in their first real season with a club? Because you hear that. I mean, he, he's shown no signs of that. I, I'm thinking of someone like Aaron Hickey who came into the uh, the Hearts team. And I remember playing, it was uh, maybe the last league game of the season and he was taking cramp. And he played the following weeks. You know, Celtic beat Hearts in the cup final, but he played again. And lo and behold, he, he was a regular Hearts left back and then all of a sudden he makes a move to Italy, Bologna, plays really well. And before you know it, he's still on that upward trajectory. He's meeting every challenge head on. And he goes to the English Premier League with Brentford. And he's now a, a bit of a mainstay in the Scotland squad. And he will definitely be going to the Euros in the summer. What's Rabbi Matondo's future? I see he's talking about Wales. He'd love to be involved for the Euros. And lots of players will be looking of course, at the club form and consistency yeah. and staying injury-free with uh, the Euros just, what, five months away? Just just to, fit, to do exactly that, Paul, is to, to knock out as many games as you possibly can, stay as fit as you, you can and, and make an impact at your club because that's that's going to determine what's going to happen in, in regards to the Euros and in terms of these, these players trying to find their position or keep their position in, in national teams. Motivated players are good. Uh, it's a good thing to have um, and, and Matondo at this moment in time like I said come back uh, he looked lively the other night um, and he's very much a confidence player so if he gets on a run then uh, he should have a really good um, second half of the season I'm sure looking forward to the Euros it's some time away Andy but we're yeah. into the new year now and it will be part of the conversation all yeah. the way through isn't that yeah. a great incentive for anyone yeah. who's got a hint of, of being involved in the squad we watched the game the other night Tommy Conway, Bristol City, young yeah. Scottish lad. Mm. Can I get involved in the, the Euros? Um, so that is someone I'm sure that either Stevie Clark or some of his coaching staff will go will go and see and uh, you know see if they're good enough, see if they can make a difference. Yeah, he, he took his goal so well against uh, West Ham, wasn't it? Yeah, Early goal as well, they got yeah. off to a great yeah. start. Um, and, and actually I was watching... There was, they were, they'd done a little bit of a segment on him of pre-game as well so yeah. he's having a really good season yeah. um, and look at, at national team level as well you, you've always got to be looking what, what's out there it's not always here in front of us um, there's a lot of players that maybe you know we don't know too much about that are applying their trades down south and, and doing extremely well so another option for Scotland which options are always good of course and back to Rangers Sam Lammers it hasn't worked out he's mm -hmm. off on loan yeah. to Utrecht yeah. maybe no surprise 
Yeah, and I don't, I don't mind that, Paul. Uh, you know, sometimes you, it, for whatever reason, it doesn't happen. Uh, and I think that you know, for the player, uh, for his best interest, uh, and also for the club, they've made a quick decision. Um, I have absolutely no issue with that at all. You know, across the city, you look at Celtic probably doing the same thing with Lager Bielka. You know, yeah. you, a signing comes in, all of a sudden you think he he was going to be the right person, but it hasn't worked out. I think as long as you deal with that as quickly as possible. Then you move on. Big D, a big Rangers fan, is asking, Craig, what's your take as we come back after that winter break for Rangers in the next couple of weeks? One game, I've got three games, two games in hand. Yeah. The first one is next week, midweek. Quite happy that the the catch-up, look, I'd prefer points, Paul, yeah, sure. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. But in terms of uh, you know getting rhythm and getting that confidence, getting up to speed again, I don't mind a, a, a quick cluster of games because I think that, that that will help in terms of the team getting to the levels, getting to them quickly. Look, there's there's pressure on Rangers. Rangers are chasing. Rangers are the team that are that are still chasing Celtic who are, who are currently on top of the table. Games in hand are great, but they're not points in the bag. What about Kyogo, the fact that he's not away with Japan? And bad news for him probably yeah. personally, but what can this mean for Celtic? I think it's really good news that Kyogo is not in Japan. I think the way that he played against Rangers showed you that he's still got exceptional qualities. I mean, the goal that he scored was absolutely magnificent. The fact that he's not got any international uh, games to play, I think he'll just be fired up to do his best for Celtic. And I think there's more to come from him. He was he was outstanding last season. I don't think he's reached those levels yet. So maybe you'll see Kyogo as well as the Celtic team been a lot more improved in the second half of the season and he might get even more ball from the new player from Nicholas well that's what you're home for because yeah. anyone who's playing in that wide position for Celtic there's a duty for you to go and create chances there's also a responsibility to chip in with uh, some goals on your own Celtic wide players the variety of goal scorers that Celtic have had over recent years um, has been very impressive and he's got that pressure to take on himself now Big few weeks and months for Cameron Carter-Vickers as well, isn't it? Because he's had some injuries this season. Yeah, you just want him to be fit. I mean, I hate mm. seeing anyone carrying an injury and not being themselves. We, we've all been there. We, we want to play at 100%, but so often you're, you're, you're not there. You're trying, to, you're trying to hide it. You're trying to play along with it. And uh, he's a player who's got outstanding ability. He was, I mean, I've said it before, Callum McGregor's a captain, but... He is just as much of a leader, especially at the back where he was in top form alongside, um, who was his partner for, for, uh, for a while uh, before? Last Starfield. season, Starfield, Carl Starfield. Starfield. Yeah. Yeah. I always they, said like they, a Bielka, but that was maybe going to be, but <laughs> yeah, that didn't but happen. They, those yeah. two were outstanding yeah. for a while. That's showbiz, eh? What was his name again? Yeah, he moved on. Yeah. Shows you like in terms of, the, there's always an element of luck in football as well in terms of, you know, for a player keeping their fitness and, and staying on the field and, and, and Carter Vickers last season nobody would have been surprised if he won player of the year such a season oh you uh, could have yeah. justified it yeah, easy, yeah. E easily so uh, again uh, you, you, you go back and our thoughts are always with players because we've been there you know there was nothing worse um, through my career when I was injured but was thankfully horrible. most players think about attacking players and not big rugged centre backs for ah come year. on <laughs> without, without the centre yeah. halves mate there isn't a game what are you talking about <laughs> do you agree with Craig former Rangers um, defender well, you, who said it could be the defenders I think it's a really interesting defense. point yeah, yeah. Uh, because the goals that you give away are sometimes uh, so important so many games are won by a, a goal to nil you look at the you know Craig was talking earlier about the saves that uh, Butland makes yeah. 
I think Joe Hart can come up with some big saves from, from time nah, to nah, time. He does. But, he, he does um, um, it's an interesting point. Your, your centre-half partnership, which is normally very stable, and it's the you, you sort of look at them and you pick the same two every week. Want to ask you more about that next. This is the Go Radio Football Show, talking all things Scottish football. Let's go! Let's go. Yeah, one of the coldest days of the year, the last couple of days, so take it easy as you head home tonight. Loads of great music coming up after seven. And then at breakfast tomorrow, we'll be back with Traffic and Travel. Rochelle will be on that with Crofty and Grado, who are back on great form into this, the new year. In some ways, Craig, it's good to get back to normal. I don't know why I'm asking you this, because you've been crisscrossing the world. Yeah, but yeah, I have, but it's like one of those ones. I feel... It feels as if everyone's had a holiday, and mm. I've, I've not kind of think. Yeah. I, I, I enjoyed the break as a player, mm. Andy. But see, yeah. when you, you know, that's our job, and we're talking about football, and you're part of the media side of things. Um, I've really, really missed it. Um, you know, I guess to offset that, I'm still doing other bits and pieces. But I can understand how supporters would feel. You know, missing two or three weeks of, of football. Your previous experience in a January is all, all your business done. Just towards the end, everyone's frantic and. Yeah, I mean, you've had so it, much it, time it, to get it done, but it, you it, always wait till the last. It, it, last dra- it drags on. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong. I, I always prefer, like I says, to plan and, yeah. and, and be early. But sometimes, you know, sometimes agents can drag their heels. Mm. Sometimes clubs can drag their heels. Sure. Um, there's just there's so many different moving parts. Sure, mate. It was great for Jim, wasn't it? I mean, he did so brilliantly, <laughs> good, Jim eh? White. Yeah, yeah. sure. Um, Jim White. Jim was brilliant at transfer deadline, and he still is, of course. But uh, he made it his own, didn't he, Andy, with yeah. the yellow tie and all the rest. Short man. And Short man, Whitey. Lucky enough to work with him and, and Sir Alec Ferguson at the do, and that's what he said. Yeah, transfer deadline day um, is such a huge thing. Quieter window at the moment, but we're still we're at the business end of the transfer window coming up. Is that what we call it, Andy? Well, um, it, it will kick in. You'll see some of the English clubs spending yeah. money that we can only dream about up here in Scotland, but. I do imagine Celtic and Rangers especially will get some business done. I think Celtic are... It's essential they get a centre-back. I mean, we're talking about Cameron Carter-Vickers and hoping that he will he will be fit. I mean, when you lose uh, Lager-Bielka, when you see what happened in the last uh, Celtic-Rangers game, uh, Stephen Welsh was injured after yeah. half an hour mm-hmm. or so. So it's a position that Celtic need to strengthen. I know they did in the summer window, but clearly... Uh, the manager doesn't rate those players. For Rangers, you mentioned uh, it's elsewhere we've talked about a left back. It's going to happen probably for Rangers, or Yomaz isn't they, going. They, they'll, they'll, they'll last year, definitely be looking. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. Where uh, else? Where, where, uh, uh, where else? Centre of the park. Yeah. Uh, and I would say probably a winger, and that's yeah. again, unfortunately. Who's your goal scorer? Who do Rangers rely on for goals? I still struggle to pinpoint a, a, a individual, which is which is my concern. And as I've kind of said, I think that someone like Shankland, uh, you know, I'm not saying Rangers not normally go through a game with only getting one or two chances, but if that was the case, he's scoring one of them. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, and apart from Roof, who has again unfortunately uh, has had a, such a terrible run with injuries. Out and out goal scorers, I still don't, you know. So, so Des is, I know he's he's work great and all that sort of stuff. He's yeah. great. He's not prolific goal scorer. Danilo, I know, is out, um, but not prolific goal scorer. Um, Fabio Silva. Fabio Silva, again, I'd be, I need to see a little bit more, Paul, but yeah. um, he looks as if you, he likes to play outside the box. Well, you th- I was going to say, you, you need to 
expect them to be more creative than mm. what they've already got. Yeah, so it, it's a it's a re, it's a really important position. Goals, obviously, you know, and I've had an argument about the defence in terms of you know how important I think that will be, but you still need to be able to go and and and, and finish games off. I need to see more of Silva. He's a young lad with a, a, a very good pedigree, but it didn't work out for him at his last club. He's only 21. Yeah. 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 Phenomenal. Big boy. Uh, yeah. Big boy. Yep. So physicality is not going to be an issue. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully his quality, because again, when he does drop, you can see he's a player. You know, he uses his body well. He'll get free kicks and he gets on a half turn. He'll play. It's just I'm, I'm, my concern is when he's doing that work outside the box and then you've got now 40, 30 or 40 yards to make up to get into the box to get onto uh, the cross. Yeah. And then how does he react? I mean, a typical Scottish defender will give him a slap and but he looks make like a type he'll, and he'll give know. a slap back. He's the, yeah. the, the physicality is not going to be an issue mm-hmm. for for this boy. Craig, yeah. what do you think Celtic needs in the window? Just to to ask okay, you. Okay, I tell you opposition. what, I hope Celtic yeah. don't get. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> now nah, yeah. Celtic, Celtic, yeah. need, Celtic need a striker. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, what else do they need? Uh, again, they're, they're, they're probably still, in terms of the wider areas, are okay because Coons come mm-hmm. in and, and it can also play as a 10. In the middle of the park, they're okay, aren't they? Uh, but again, if there was a if there was a key injury to anywhere through the spine of the team, if Hart gets injured, danger. If McGregor yeah. was to pick up injury, danger. If Kyogo picks up injury, danger. Mm-hmm. So... I think I, I agree with you. I think they need a striker. I think they need uh, a centre back, and maybe another, you know, strong holding midfielder. If you can yeah. get Callum McGregor a bit further forward, if you can get Matt O'Reilly in that position where he's beginning to be a pretty regular midfield goal scorer, which I mean they're they're worth their weight in gold if you can spread the goals out like that. And it every successful side has got a goal scoring midfielder. Callum McGregor, the manager said afterwards, what a different level. You know, he paid, yeah. paid him real tribute. And when you yeah. think about it, when you watch the game back, as we all do afterwards, mm. you know, for the derby, he's a phenomenal footballer, Andy. What, what and do you see when you watch him? Well, just his attitude, the amount yeah. of games that he mm. plays year on year, mm. uh, the leadership qualities that he has. And I've seen the way he speaks to, you know, reporters, uh, camera people. Mm. He, he's just got a touch of class about him, which... Um, which I think is, uh, you would always want that type of person as a Celtic captain, as a leader, because he, he leads on the park. But I I think it's important that you show a bit of class off it, and that's what he does. I looked back, obviously, I'd seen the game live. We were here in the mm. studio and then watched it and saw the sports scene highlights, and it was um, our own Peter Grant who was on um, with Neil McCann, and they... Pinpointed and highlighted the work of Callum McGregor, which often can go on unnoticed. And they were comparing it uh, with Cantwell. I'm not going to go at Cantwell at all, but you just see, you know, he was there to try and uh, put the mockers on him, but it was almost impossible. uh, Callum McGregor's, for me, uh, an exceptional football player. Uh, I think that he's he's only become uh, bigger and stronger in terms of his presence and, and what he means to the football club since taking over the captaincy. I think he's, he's, he's grown so much. Uh, and you talk about class, Andy, you know, like Rangers, Celtic, captains, and all that sort of stuff. When, you, when you're hard to, to, to hear a Rangers, maybe supporter, given uh, stick to the, to the Celtic captain, that, that kind of tells you he, yeah. he handles his, himself extremely well. I think people appreciate um, his work, you know, in terms of uh, his professionalism. 
Um, and I know you're saying, Paul, that maybe not notice as much, but I, I think you'll find that a lot of people still in football believe that if you stop Callum McGregor, you stop Celtic. So <laughs> I think people outside of Celtic understand how important uh, this, he this is. To- is. This is spoken about a lot. It's easier said than done. Callum McGregor meets most challenges head on. And I think you're right, Paul, to bring up a, a contrast yep. with someone like Cantwell because I'm sure every Rangers supporter thinks, right, who's the guy that can make the difference uh, for us on the big occasion? There's been two uh, old firm games. Celtic won both. Yep. And, you know, there, there's only... If Rangers win their game games in hand, there's only a two-point gap for, mm. for Celtic. It's shown you that these games are are more and more important. And I think when you look at the Celtic squad, they have got the experience of winning these games. They know what it's like. They know what it takes. Mm-hmm. And they constantly uh, constantly deliver. But they probably do need another two or yeah. three we, we good under- signings. I, I, we yeah. understand the importance of this title more than most, but given the... Uh, the 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 jump in finances for getting involved in the Champions League, the new look Champions League for next season, and that pushes you further and further away from your your biggest rival. If you can, <laughs> are you all right there? There's <laughs> some water, water. <laughs> but I was saying, Craig, why we let him get his breath? I was saying that you you need players to perform on the big stage, and I don't think Rangers supporters have seen enough. You know, big big time players to make a difference in big games. They've, of course, they did it uh, against Real Betis, which was yeah, you know, a big result. We're talking again. It's a domestic stuff, uh, Andy. That that you know gets you to that European stage that we're talking about in terms of the big bucks, uh, and and still at this moment in time, Rangers have come up short against Celtic, as you as you rightly say. There, uh, be interesting to uh, to know in regards to you know. Have if Rangers or Celtic won titles but, but never actually beaten their Enjoy. rival throughout the season? I don't know whether that, that, that's ever happened or, or not. Uh, I, I, well, certainly in the recent yeah. past. Yeah, but I mean, Celtic I mean, have been yeah. so dominant mm-hmm. in the fixture but, uh, this century. Yeah. Let's sure. talk about the last 24 yeah. years or so, mm-hmm. but Celtic have been really dominant. In they they have been, from. but just an interesting one because, again, we know, look, we, we always say at the start of the season that. It's never going to boil down just to the old firm games because we know that the points dropped and all that sort of stuff elsewhere. And and as it's proven already this season, that is the case. But you, you still um, you still you still need to show up and try and get one over your rival throughout the season. I, um, I was involved in a Celtic squad where we only lost one game. Yeah, we had too many draws. But I do think at that time, you know, Tommy Burns was putting together a team who I think they actually you you may have been playing it. They actually made. Rangers a better team yeah. because we were we'd, we'd been a poor side when we were getting better and and Tommy lifted the the standard yeah. with the players he was bringing in and I, I I think it well you could see the response from Rangers they had to push on and yeah. and, uh, and they did and Craig for Rangers James Tavernier we're talking about he's a go-to man isn't he he's Phenomenal. a go-to man uh, incredible um, and I'm yes, sure. I, I'm by. Yeah, that's the Australian, and there he goes, Martin Boyle driving into the box, and and I and I believe ex-Celtic player Jackson Irvine there gets uh, the oh. winning goal against Syria. Sorry, I'm talking well like the, I'm talking yeah. like the listeners are actually watching yeah. it, but they're not. <laughs> it's on Sky at the moment. <laughs> yeah, um, James Tavernier. James yeah. Tavernier, key, really key to um, to Rangers. And again, when when you look at both captains, uh, you know, uh, at the old firm, 
they're, they're the most re- reliable players, Paul, I'd go to say. Um, you know, they, they knock out game after game after game. It's incredible how durable these two players are. So, this weekend, shall we fly through in the last five minutes the games? Will we kick off then with the Rangers game? Because, Craig, that's 5.30 on Saturday. Dumbarton yeah. against Rangers. Yeah, I'm going to go for yeah. a, a 3-0 victory to Rangers. Andy? Rangers comfortable, yeah, by a couple of goals. Airdrie St. Johnson, Andy, what do you think? This could, this, yeah. I'm putting this up as a potential, sh- my shock of the, the weekend. I think Airdrie uh-huh. can beat St. Johnson. Right, okay. Is, is this, does this go to a result? Is it, is yes. it Yes. I'm going to go for a, a, a draw. Oh. And then St Johnson to go through if Pen- it is. Yeah. Is it play, please? Yeah, penalties. Yeah. Penalties. Good. St Johnson to win on penalties. Okay. Andy, you reckon this is going to be uh, Airdrie? Yeah. What about Air against Kelty? Your game? Well, uh, disappointing that Air got rid of their manager recently, yeah. Lee Bullen, who I thought was doing a good job. But uh, Aidan McGeady's down there. I yeah. don't know how involved mm. he is. We're mm. maybe getting a new manager in. But at home against Kelty Hearts, it's a big game because there's the potential of winning that, getting another home draw against you know a, a club that brings a big support, Hearts, Hibs, Celtic Rangers. So I'm going for the United. Who's going to win that one? Going to go for the sacked manager, you know, the club, the okay. bounce, the bounce. The, bounce. Yeah. the honest men. Bonnie Rig Rose against the league leaders, Falkirk. Falkirk too strong. Okay. Clyde Aberdeen. I think you agree on that one, Andy? Yeah, it's Clyde Aberdeen. Yeah. yeah. Going for the Dons, yep. Yes. Craig, you as well. Uh, four for against Hibs. Andy, I'll throw it to you. Your yeah, club. going for the yeah. high bees. It's a decent... Uh, I think that's one of the the um, plastic surfaces they've got mm-hmm. uh, four for, but I don't think there'll be too many problems for Hibs. I can see an away win there. Hibs had a good week in Dubai. Preparation, they'll win of that course. match. Inverness against uh, Broomhill. You'd expect the home team. Inverness. Yeah. Big Duncan. Yeah. Um, Livy against Wraith Rovers. Now, there's a game, isn't it? That's a, that's a tough one. Andy, who do you reckon? I think Livy will get through it. Okay. Again, just their desperation to make a bit of money going through the, the tournament in the next round. Uh, I'm going the opposite. I'll go Wraith Rovers. Are you? Yeah. To get the, the result. Yeah, they're doing so well. Tussling at the top with Dundee United. Kilmarnock against Dundee. Arguably the tie of the round. Craig, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm going to go for... Uh, I, I think Killy I had as my dark horse or my yeah, smoky, so sure. I'm going for a Killy <laughs> home win. Yeah, two each there the last time yeah. they played recently. I'm going for a home win. Killy to do it. Right, so the two manager, assistant manager from Aberdeen. Of course, they've got such a great relationship, but I heard them speaking about it. Motherwell against Alloa. What do you reckon, it's Andy? It's got to be Motherwell. Yep. Motherwell have got to take care of uh, Alloa, and I think they will. Okay. Alloa after extra time. Really? Or penalties or whatever, like the end. Against That's your big Alloa. shock. That's my big shock. Stephen Reside will be not happy yeah, if that know, happens. Sorry, Stephen, but I'm just going <laughs> off a lack of confidence for Motherwell. Good. Alloa, nothing to lose. Uh, Ross County against Partick Thistle. Oh, that's a tough one. I'm going to go the Jags. Are you? Yeah, yeah. Partick Thistle. Okay. It's a rerun of that dramatic that's right. uh, playoff uh, doubleheader that yeah. we had. I am going for Ross County, yeah. You're going for Ross County. And St Mirren, Queen of the South, Andy? St Mirren, uh, home okay. form against uh, a, a, a poor Queen of the South at St Mirren for me. Same there. St Mirren normally pretty faultless at home. Spartans against Hearts? Hearts. Got to be the Hearts. Going for the Hearts. Andy, did you say that? 
either helps. It's going to be. You're going for them. And Celtic Bucky Thistle, huge occasion for the the town or the village of it's the town of Bucky. I think there's three thousand coming down. The population. Great. Only I mean, it's 7, a great 000. occasion. Yeah. The whole thing, the whole uh, excitement. I'm looking forward to. It. I hope they get a moment. I mean, yeah. they're, they're not going to win the game, but if they can get a moment and score a goal, but I'm sure Celtic will win comfortably. Who is going to win the tournament? Yeah, Celtic, uh, yeah. Celtic with form with that Bucky. Oof. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what it's a fine town up there oh, no, I don't, the, the, the town but yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the lovely juice I, that you have up here yeah, yeah. I, I take uh, it you're, I, you're going for Celtic oh, Celtic, Celtic, yeah. Celtic who's going to win the tournament is it should I ask you yeah Craig who's going to win it Rangers have won the League Cup yeah are Celtic going to win the Scottish Cup or do you think Look, I'm, I'm going to go Rangers going to go Rangers of course yeah. of course I'm going to go for my old club Motherwell <laughs> You're going for Celtic. You have to do it now. Yeah. The third round. You I always think do it now. Celtic. Yeah. I think are just going to improve in the second part of the season. I think they can win it, retain it, even. Okay. Thanks so much, both of you, for Pleasure. joining Good us. Good to be back. Great to see you, Andy. You too, Lovely. Greg. Lovely. Um, we'll watch to see where you are, but hopefully you'll be with us again next week. Yes. Both of you. This time tomorrow night, it's going to be Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn who'll join us then. Thanks so much. Uh, the news is next. This is the Go Radio Football Show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and never miss a show. Let's go!